against the world, baby. Yeah, that's how I feel, dude. I feel like it's this crazy-ass shit that happens around us in the world, dude. I feel like I'm the only one that asks questions without getting taking offense to everything that everybody's saying all the time, man intolerance people are so fucking one side or the other it's like and it's so you know it's all identity politics it's all like you're either republican or democrat or black or white or you know but nobody talks about being smart compassionate you know handsome just people you know when they describe me i hope they don't just say white male opinionated i hope they say very stunningly handsome and smart and very intelligent you're canceled now retrospective thinker and introspective thinker and canceled you know you're done open with most things Hmm. most things don't even sound good (laughs) welcome to the daily attic podcast everybody it's really the daily rant with your boy tim and your boy dave what's up episode 102 thank you very much we're happy to drop these on you drop the stories and the knowledge to keep you going through the day let's hit it america's Mm. public enemy number one in the united states is drug abuse you drug abusers how dare you drink coffee smoke your sugar 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 hey do you know Chris Tucker only got $10,000 for filming the first Friday. That's all he deserved. Just kidding. Um, Damn. that's crazy. 10 grand? Yeah. Damn, he got knocked the fuck out. He was happy about it though. I bet you he was. Well, you know, that gave him notoriety. That too and I guess the budget to shoot that movie was like 4 million or something only. Dude, so anything Friday, over two takes, oh. they would just take that scene out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Dang, how do you know so much about the movie Friday? I just read an article. He was on a podcast with somebody oh. and he talked about it. That's why he stuck him on Rush Hour though. Probably. I think he got twenty million for Rush Hour two or some crazy shit. He like fuck that. I got fucked on Friday. So yeah. I'm sticking you on Rush Hour, bitches. Yeah, but how much money did he make just for doing like aftermarket on that show for who knows, you know? who knows, man. I used to like Chris Tucker a lot. <clears throat> I used to think he was really funny um, in movies and stuff. Obviously, I think he's funny, but his stand-up's not really no, it's not. solid, man. I'm a, I'm a stand-up fan. I will tell you who stand-up is fucking great. Burt Kreischer, uh, Hey Fat Boy. That is a killer. That's like top three all time i mean i put him up with some of the greats i put him up with Chappelle on that i mean he crushed that fucking I like, special i like cat williams man he's my i favorite. like cat williams too. he's still my favorite he's still your favorite he's very funny and you know i don't even like put comedians in categories no. so i'll put cat williams in my top 10 i probably wouldn't put him in my top five but i'll put him in my top 10 and i wouldn't say he's a top 
three black or nothing like that. I think that they just all go in category. Joe Rogan would be in my top ten, though, too. He's pretty funny. Joe Rogan would be... The one I watched, he was funny. Uh, Joe Rogan would be in the my top ten too. You know what? We should go through and say what what there would be. I would say my number one is obviously Dave Chappelle. I think he's great. Um, I could agree on that. I think Dave Chappelle put out some specials that were top notch. I think, uh, of course, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin has to be in that discussion. I love George Carlin. I watched every George Carlin fucking stand-up there was. Even his old ones before I was born. You know, I watched some of those. And they're still relevant. Where would you put Chris Rock? Because I don't really think he's that funny. I would put Chris I would put Chris Rock in top ten, actually. Would you? Yeah, I like Chris Rock. I love Red Fox. Oh my God. Red Fox was so great. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, definitely top ten. So where are we at? About seven now? Yeah. Jim Gaffigan is highly underrated just because he don't swear and he's not foul doesn't mean he's not funny he's a fucking genius um let me see we're at about seven then right so i'll probably go who am i leaving out here would i put kreischer in there Mm, i get man with that last couple specials he's got bill burr definitely deserves to be bill burr definitely deserves to be in the top 10 zach Zach Gaffigan's no, he's not even on my radar. Bottom to be honest 20. with you, he's not even on my radar. I mean, he's close. Stand up, I love Joey Diaz, but uh, he hasn't really put any good specials out. Man, sorry, Joey, I love you. I'm just being honest. Um, who else? Let me see. We got two more. We got to pick. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go Wanda Sykes. I got to throw a woman in there. No, I ain't throwing a woman in Jesus. there. Jesus. There ain't no women comedians I think are funny, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not because they're women. I just don't think they're funny. That's true. But I will go. What about that um, the Indian dude, uh, Aziz? I don't like Aziz either. You don't like him? Either? Not really. I mean, I like him. I just don't like him in my top 10. What's up, bud? Um, I do like, uh, I'll tell you what, man, who had some good, some good, and I don't even think they had Santa specials, but they might have, like Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. I mean, oh. I put I put them up there, but I even like uh, Gabriel Glacius, I think is funny. Ooh, Ralphie, Ralphie May, May, bro. Yeah. Oh, God, how can we forget Ralphie May? That rounds out the top ten right there. Mike Epps. Mike Epps is hilarious. Yes, he's very funny. And stand-up. I think he's funnier than... I think he's uh, funnier than... Um, I don't know if he's funnier than Chris Rock. Yeah, he's funnier than Chris Rock. I don't know if he's funnier than uh, Chris Tucker. Eh, he's funnier than Chris Tucker. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah, he wants to get out. All right, once you get out, man, you can't come back in. So now that we talked about stand up, if you guys disagree or agree... Let us know. And if you disagree, I didn't mean say stuff about women stand. I think when women stand up is funny. I think there, there are some. I think there are some that are funny. I just don't laugh at women jokes a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry well, to say that. I don't that. think they're made for the men crowd because I'm just you know, they being talk about, honest. They talk about all, oh, you know, and shit like right, that. Right. Yeah. I, Nikki Glazier had a good one that just came out and I laugh at him. Ali Wong's funny. I just wouldn't put any women in my top 10. Be honest with you. I mean, I'm sorry. 
There's a lot. There's a long line of comedians, but that's just the way I feel. Hey, if you don't want, if you don't like it, don't don't listen to it. So, we have a lot of great stories today, talking about the things we like to talk about, the reason you're here, the reason we're here. So, I think we should get to it with our first story. Blow that shit up. Sorry about that on your speakers, guys. From the New York Times. We're covering this. And if you guys don't know about this yet, I didn't really know about this. Uh, Dave has been telling me about this guy. So how do you say his name? Say, say Chilop, say Chilop, Tess. It's C, right? I got to pull it up again. I lost it. But anyways, you guys, this guy's the Asian El Chapo. And if you haven't heard of him, now's the time to. C Chilop. C Chilop. There we go. C Chilop. C Chilop is the leader, or said to be, allegedly, the leader of a multi billion dollar drug syndicate. And he was arrested in Amsterdam and faces extradition to Australia. So he must have been over the Australian uh, drug economy there. So. So if he is the Asian El Chapo, there's a lot of be, a lot of money to be made in Asia because the Asian culture hates illegal drugs and they throw the fucking book at you in mm-hmm. most of those countries. So in Sydney, Australia, Siche Lop, did I say his name right again? Jesus Christ. Pretty close. Like Lop, let's say, let's just call him Siche. Siche Lop is often compared to Mexico's most famous drug lords for his alleged ability to move billions of dollars worth of methamphetamine into countries across the Asia, across Asia, and while discreetly avoiding law enforcement. But last week, his quiet, under-the-radar life as a global drug trafficker was unceremoniously pulled into view. This is, again, this is on the NewYorkTimes.com, NYTimes.com. The Australian authorities confirmed on Sunday that Mr. C, who was born in China but moved to Canada in the 1980s, would be extradited to face charges connected with allegations he leads an international drug syndicate known as The Company, or Sam Gore. No relation to uh, the other Gore, Al Gore. (laughs) The United Nations has reported The Company makes as much as $17 a year moving drugs to Japan, New Zealand, and other countries, relying on supply and distribution networks that cross Asia Pacific region, but no nation has tracked uh, Mr. C as close as Australia for good reason. The syndicate he runs is believed to be responsible for 70% of the illegal drugs that reach Australia. Wow. Where meth is a particular ravaged rural areas. So I bet you he's worked with, you know, some um, law enforcement type people in Australia to get drugs into Australia for a profit. I mean, that's usually the way it works, right? Yeah. I mean, it's led up and led up to his arrest. Uh, Mr. C developed a reputation for building a stable, illicit drug distribution network while staying largely out of sight. In wealth and ambition, he was sometimes compared to Pablo Escobar of Colombia or Joaquin El Chapo Guzman of Mexico, brash, violent drug barons who each in their own time controlled American and European drug markets. Fun fact here. <clears throat> Um, he once lost $66 million at an Asian casino. Holy shit. In one night. 
Just All a fun right. fact. So when you arrested them, you're killing the economy. Right. A lot of fucking money. Mr. C, style and public persona, at least of what known what's known of it, has been far, uh, so far, demure. And until Friday, he the approach uh, seemed to work because he he was like one of them undercover motherfuckers. You know, he didn't he wasn't flashy and panty. He wasn't out there like. Paulo Escobar was riding elephants and fucking, you know what I right, mean? Right. He didn't give a fuck. Paulo Escobar was like, didn't give a fuck. This guy, this they barely got a, you should see the uh, pixelated ass fucking picture they got of him. He reminds uh, me and Dave of a guy named Chow that we know. Um, I know Chow a little bit better than Dave, yes, but that's do. another story. So this, this picture is, he kind of looks like Kim Jong-un in a way. Skinnier version. Skinnier version. Um, and it's not a very good picture. And it's like, this is all you got on this guy? In 1998, a decade after he moved to Canada, Mr. C was found guilty of importing heroin into the United States. Probably over the motherfucking uh, Blue Water Bridge. <laughs> but he served only six years in prison after his lawyer begged for leniency. So while he was in prison, he probably made more contacts because he's like a criminal, you know, college there. Explaining to the judge in the Eastern District Court of New York that Mr. C's son had lung disorder and his ailing parents needed care, he promised to open a restaurant. Oh, I open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Once he got up, sorry guys, I just ate a shroom cap and I'm drinking a Modelo. So that's, you're going to get what you're going to get. Once he got out, the Australian authority said he soon returned to drugs. On the supply side, he relied on precursor chemicals from China and the leadership team that spanned the globe, and he also made special use of the Golden Triangle, an area where the borders of Thailand, Laos, and Myanmar met in a lawless morass. This not, was an infamous global production hub for methamphetamine and heroin. Not a bad restaurant I mean, restaurant name either. No, Golden, Golden Tri Triangle. Welcome to the Golden Triangle. <laughs> Tonight we have methamphetamine. On the menu. To increase demand and distribution, the authorities said Mr. C hid drugs inside of tea shipments. <laughs> Dude, that's so stereotypical. Mr. And delivery intercepted by the police would re uh, be replaced with no... Okay, to increase demand and distribution, the authorities said Mr. C hid drugs inside tea shipments and made promise to customer. <laughs> <laughs> Any delivery intercepted by the police would be replaced at no cost. Business boomed, especially with meth, even as drug seizures increased, along with arrests of customers. In 2000-2018 fiscal year, for example, the Australian authorities seized a record 30 tons of drugs. And they came from the company. I wonder, <clears throat> do you remember the record-breaking meth shipment that was busted on the barge? The $1.6 billion, yeah. I think it was, yeah. of meth they busted on the barge heading for Australia? I wonder if that was Mr. C's. So here's another fact, too. So in Thailand, a kilo of meth, how much do you think it goes for? Mm. 15 grand. $70,000. Holy fuck. So in Australia, what do you think it goes for? Kilo of meth. Mm. Now you got me thinking, 80. 
$298,000. Are you fucking kidding me? In Japan, what do you think it goes for? Shit, that's probably even harder to get in Japan. $588,000. For a kilo? For a kilo of, of meth? meth? Kilo of meth. Jesus. Fuck GameStop. <laughs> Throw my ducats on the meth, bro. That was, fuck, if you can get into Jap- Japan, man, you'll be willing to need to send like four Is, kilos and we're good. I know, for life. Is that because Japanese culture they have more snitches and shit like that i think or i don't know man it's like harder to get it in there because there's so many it's hada. like hada and be like you want some math no man. i don't do no math dude half a million dollars half a million dollars one for key. one kilo so 2.2 pounds of meth goes for almost half a mil in in, in japan that's according to the UN, so I don't know how accurate well, that is. Well, you can probably it's probably seventy percent accurate. So let's say it's three hundred fifty thousand. It's still a still. lot. It's still nothing like it is in the United States. By the time, according to the Reuters special report, the Australian Federal Police uh, already building a case against Mister C using informants. The uh, the portrait that emerged was of a disciplined kingpin in khakis who liked to gamble in the Chinese territory of Maku, and was not above pressuring dealers in australia in 2019 the australian authorities issued a arrest warrant for mr c in connection with the operation that disrupted the company's activities in five countries leading to the seizure of drugs money and at least one yellow lamborghini last may the syndicate's business in asia took another hit when the police in Myanmar carried out the largest drug bust in decades neither 200 million 200 million methamphetamine tablets I remember that. So I'm reading a Reuters story, and at one time, the police found 1.2 tons of meth going to Western Australia. It's probably the same shit, man. Probably the same shit. We already talked about this. Mr. C. So all this time, we've been talking about these record drug busts going into Australia, all these methamphetamine, uh, you know, use in Australia, and it was all Mr. C. Mr. C, Mr. C. You know, he also worked with a guy called Limpy Ho. (laughs) (laughs) The Adventures of Mr. C and Limpy Ho. Limpy Ho. Mm. As long as it wasn't Lumpy Ho. This is crazy. This is absolutely nuts. How come they're always talking about this, man? Why are they always just talking about all the same shit? They should be talking about this shit. So Limpy Ho was sentenced to 30 years in prison prison for smuggling 20 tons of opium back in the 70s. You know how many little opium pods you have to cut open to get oh, 20 dude. tons of opium? I don't even know how you do that shit. When you grow the opium flower and it gets big and then you slice it open to get that little sap out of there or whatever they do, how much is that? Maybe... Maybe an ounce. I doubt even that much. Oh, it's liquid, so it's probably a little bit heavier until it dries. I don't know. Why don't they just let us grow our own opium plant so we can just suck that sap out? You sap sucker. I'm a sap sucking motherfucker. What can I say? I say you like the. On the edge of the desert. When the drugs begin to take hold. So, anyways, oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you can hear me now. No, you can't hear me because I accidentally hit the green button. I say we go to the next story now. Let's do it. Fuck it. Next story on the dap from Tim and Dave. 
five biggest Mexico bo- drug border busts of 2020. So now we're in 2021. We're looking back because we're saying, hey, Trump built half of a wall or a quarter of a wall. We got all this money going into DEA and FBI. Billions and trillions and billions and zillions of dollars going into the fucking Pentagon and the defense industry. And these are the five biggest busts that they gave us. You ready? From Mexico. Numbro, numbro, uno. The Mexican police find $62 million in drugs in an abandoned truck near the border. Hmm. Mexican authorities found 25,000 pounds of narcotics hidden inside a tractor trailer that was abandoned just south of the border on December 6th. The drugs found included 8,800 pounds of fentanyl and 13,000 pounds of heroin. Holy damn. Fuck. That's a lot of fentanyl. Dude, that's enough drugs to get the whole world high. Yes. Dude, that's enough drugs that you can shoot that shit out of outer space and get all the aliens high. Damn, our That's boys. a lot of drugs. Just mm. abandoned in a tractor trailer? Speaking of that, we're going to lose our second moon, by the way. We're going to lose it? Gone. Yeah. Did you, did you know about our second moon? Uh-uh. Oh. Uh-uh. Uh, it's gone anyway, so. That's messed up. How do we get second moon? Explain this to me. I don't know, man. It just, like, appeared in our planetary system years ago really now it's leaving us sad day well at least it was here yeah they probably looked over and said fuck that place i'm out i'm out man they can't get their shit together so going back to the story number dos number dos story breaking of the mexico CBP finds $61 million worth of drugs and loads of cactus and limes. Damn. (laughs) Officials in the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Protection, CBP. Are you down with CBP? Yeah, you know me. Found a combined $61 million worth of methamphetamine and marijuana on August 7th in two separate shipments in cactus and lime from Mexico on the Ote Mesa border. That's Ote. It's all out there, Holmes. Yeah, so that's crazy. So who's the first one to say, split that cactus open, son? Let's see what's in there. Mm. Genius way, though. Those limes don't look normal. So they cut, they cut a lime open and found some coke in it or what? I don't get it. So here goes tres. Numero tres. <laughs> the fuck's tres? That's three. In Mex in Spanish. Oh, is it with an H in there? <laughs> How about trace? I don't know which one it is. Okay, let's say story number three: the third biggest bust coming out of Mexico last year. Thirty-seven million in meth discovered in fresh tomato shipment. Damn, no wonder we're not getting no vegetables here. I know. No wonder why the tomatoes are green when they get here. Agents in the Far Ramos Reynosa International Bridge cargo facility in South Texas discovered. 1,853 pounds of crystal meth on December 19th and a shipment of fresh tomatoes from Mexico. I I haven't even looked into the future of this story, and I got to say, there's probably avocados in our future. That's the only thing I can think of. So top three busts so far of 2020 coming from Mexico is $62 million, $61 million, and $37 million. We're already to $150 million, people. We could took them drugs, flipped them, built the fucking wall, and been over with it. We could have we could have shipped them all to Australia. Yeah, 
We're in the trillions, dude. Yeah, because they're going to be hurting, man. You're looking at half a million dollars. Or, well, send them to Japan. You're looking at half a million per kilo. And there's what? How many kilos? That just shows you how sad this world is right now. We got so many people addicted to drugs, man. This is bad, bro. Cuatro. Story number cuatro. Coming out of Mexico, 2020. $31 million in methamphetamine hidden in a truck's roof. Agents at the far, and this place seems to be the hot spot. The Far Reynosa International Bridge seized 1,527 pounds of methamphetamine on July 9th. The meth was concealed in the roof of a tractor trailer carrying onions. imported fresh onions. <laughs> I get it. We're starting to get These are all the ingredients of salsa. You got some tomatoes. Damn. You got some onions. You got some lime. So do meth users like salsa? I'm not sure, but I'm just thinking that it might be a salsa company smuggling all these drugs, man. Damn, dude. You work for the FBI? If the next shipment is cilantro or avocados, dude, I'm fucking, I'm going off. Uh, we'll go with number four. That was number four. That was cuatro. Let's go to cinco, number five. Truck carrying $30 million in liquid from meth and seized in El Paso. Agents working at the Yelitsa, uh, Celta. The Celta port in the entry of El Paso, Texas, seized 1,543 pounds of liquid amphetamine on February 12th. Amphetamine, methamphetamine was hidden in a shipment of cleaning supplies imported from Mexico. Nothing to do with some fuck. My salsa theory is gone. But where they found it was kind of like salsa, the name of it. El Paso? No, a Celta port. Oh, yeah, yeah. Celta. Celta. Celta porta. Celta. There you go, people. There you go. We have the... Seems like this was all meth. We have the... And fruits. Top five. There you go with the top five drug busts coming from Mexico in 2020. Let's celebrate. I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit Give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard Get a stick, make a switch I can end the conversation real quick I am crack, I ain't lying Kick a lion in his crack, I'm the shit I will fall off in your crib, take a shit Hit your mama on the booty, kick your dog Fuck your bitch, that boy dressed up like he's He dressed up like Santa and took pictures with your fucking kids Damn He's so hard Last story, everybody, of this episode of The Daily Addict. And sorry I got so loud there because I could see the red line on my my vocals. Several local, this is coming from Thunder Bay News Network. And Thunder Bay is in Michigan, if you guys don't know that. It's in northern Michigan. Several local drug busts in a two-day period in Michigan, in northern Michigan. Wow, that girl looks interesting. She looks like she's maybe doing some candy. (laughs) On January 5th, a trooper from the Michigan State Police post stopped a vehicle and arrested a passenger in possession to intend to deliver methamphetamine. Once again, methamphetamine. God, we got to get this planet off that fucking nasty drug. Well, the information was given to Hunt, who is located in a local residence in a possible drug house. So Hunt looks like it's a habitual offender. Wait, what is Hunt? Huron Undercover Narcotics Team. Oh, Huron Undercover Narcotics Team. Hunt, I get it. 
After surveillance, a vehicle leaving the residence was stopped by Alpena, uh, Alpena City Police with assistance from Hunt, and three arrests were made. 35-year-old, I'm not going to say their names, who knows if they're guilty, was charged with a count of fent- uh, delivery of fentanyl, conspiracy to deliver methamphetamine, and habitual offender fourth. So his life's ruined, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nizak, uh, how do you say that? Nizgata is being held on a $200,000 cash security bond. Stennis Grace Ann Yenor, 32 of Alpena, was charged with possession of fentanyl, is now being held on a $100,000 cash security bond. And 23-year-old Aaron Michelle Bessonette of Alpena was charged with delivery of fentanyl and conspiracy to deliver heroin and another narcotic, as well as habitual offender. In a separate incident on January 5th, Hunt detective arrested 42-year-old Nathaniel David Pratt of Gladwin for delivery of methamphetamine and conspiracy to deliver methamphetamine. The 20-year-old, uh, 28-year-old Devon Ian Churchfield of Midland was arrested for delivery of methamphetamine and conspiracy to deliver methamphetamine as a possession of methamphetamine. These arrests were made after a long, month-long investigation. <clears throat> the next day, January 6th, Hunt detectives arrested 35-year-old Joshua Count, Joshua Wayne Carr of Alpena for possession to intent to deliver methamphetamine along with habitual fourth offense notice. Damn. He's being held on 200000 cash bond. So, so you, you got caught that. three times before and you keep doing it. Not only that, but they stopped one careless person that had it and they open surveillance on that house and busted several more people. That's how they work, right? They're trying to take down the whole network. Right. Get these drugs off the streets. I don't know, man. I think methamphetamine is fucking bad, man. It is bad. I agree. And it goes against our values of natural-based drugs. I think that... Yeah, because I mean, anybody can make that with the chemicals they have in their kitchen. And it's horrible for you. Please, people, stop doing methamphetamine. Smoke some herb. At this point, I'd rather you even snort some coke. Methamphetamine is definitely a stimulant and upper. Mm-hmm. Go to your doctor and get some Adderall, man. I mean, I don't know what the difference is. Obviously, Adderall you're just going to take. I just feel like our world is so damaged, man. I feel like people are so addicted to drugs right now. Like, more so than at any time in history. And what do you think the reason is, Dave? What do you think? Why do you think there's so many people seeking um, drugs and alcohol? And why can't they deal with the reality of just being? Because reality sucks. It does. Maybe the reality we're taught and the reality that's shared with us sucks. Possible. I don't know why. People are looking for an escape. I like the escape. I do too. I'm not always trying to escape the world. I think think it's a wonderful world, but nowadays it's just, I don't have any answers, bro. I don't know what it is. Well, these are deeper questions than we have answers for, but... We'll get to them. We'll get to them eventually. If you enjoyed our stories, please give us a like. You can follow us on Podbean. You can follow us on iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. I think we're everywhere. 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 Everything. So make sure you give us a good rating. Check us out on YouTube. I mean, you can't see our faces, but you don't want to see them anyway. 
Peace out, y'all.